following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Coming to you on the BICBP Radio Network, I'm your host, Andrew Lenz. And before we get into today's episode, here is a message from our sponsor. Monday, rock in the new year with Dick Clark live from Times Square as co-hosts Jack Wagner and Nina Blackwood bring you the sights and sounds of the Beach Boys, Belviv DeVoe, Sweet Sensation, Nelson, and more. Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, Monday. All right, so we are talking about a after Christmas traditions. It is this is coming up, I believe the day after Christmas. So we are all tired. Everything is done pretty much. And what do you do after Christmas? After probably the last, it is the last big holiday of the year, other than probably New Year's Eve. But this is a little bit different, I think. And today, I brought in the wonderful Wizard of Jaws to come in and talk about this. How are you doing, Jaws? Yeah, how are we doing? Thanks for having me. No, no problem. Anytime. It's been a while. It, it sure has. Uh, you know, it's been busy. Had a lot of things going on. A lot of moving pieces these days. Uh, but I'm happy to be back talking about everything, but not politics. And I'm okay with that. There you go. There you go. I, I just no politics. Just no politics. No. No. Politics. no. <laughs> I think can't the do closest, it. can't do it. Won't do it. The closest thing I've ever talked about politics on the show is SNL skits. So party politicians. That was about it. You almost can't talk about Saturday Night Live right now without talking some political stuff because that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's become so, like that has replaced like slapstick humor. It's just it, it's the lowest hanging fruit. I just remember that. I hate it. It's so it's, dumb. Well, that's what everybody gravitates towards. Either you think it's really funny or you're offended because it's funny. Right. So, but today we are talking about after Christmas traditions. After all the presents have been open on christmas day and all the ham or turkey or whatever you have is all done and it's put into the fridge for lovely leftovers or as i tell my family i'm not cooking for the next couple of days because it's all in the fridge <laughs> what is like what is your what was kind of like your tradition growing up and what is your tradition now so uh growing up we had my family did my my dad's side of the family was christmas eve and my mom's side of the family was christmas day so uh our usual weekend or weekend our usual two-day stint would be um getting together between depending on whose house it was at because we trade uh trade off houses um you know eating between four and five on christmas eve and we do a very traditional polish meal uh it's like six or seven courses uh each course is one thing and it's all coated in salt and butter and onions so it's you know whatever the dish is uh, whether it be like mashed potatoes uh potato dumplings pierogi uh any any and all co- type of uh different polish fare uh and it was just coated in butter and salt so you just had a brick in your stomach for the entire night so people like oh i made cookies like great eat them before dinner cuz you're not going to want them after or leave some behind cuz i'm going to get at after that in the morning so then the morning 
you know, it was wake up and, and present time and like, oh, you know, presence with the family, and, you know, everything else. And then that man, like midday to early afternoon would be getting getting together with, you know, my mom's side, my grandma, my uncle, uh, my cousins, when they, you know, when they were all in town from Canada or whatever. And then by the end of the night, it was just go home and play with your stuff, you know, go home and, and, and check out and, you know, in enjoy the things that you open in the morning but didn't really get a chance to to really like get after and, and that's really what it was and then the next day was just another day i can tell you things have changed in my adult in my adult time um uh, so mom's side of the family is pretty much mia uh after my grandma passed away uh my uncle from up north uh he ended up moving to arizona and some other life factors for him switched around so he's got his family out there now that they do christmas with uh i haven't seen my cousins in probably since i graduated high school from that side so uh it's just christmas eve now so it's just christmas eve and loads of butter salt and carbs and then so but now i have a loving girlfriend who has an amazing family that has welcomed me very much into the fold uh so if i'm not working and that, and that's really the big the big wrinkle in all this is uh is the work side of things. Um, you know, if I'm not working, usually it's it's you know, we're at my family on Christmas Eve. Christmas morning we go to her family, do breakfast and gifts in comfy clothes, and then we'll hang out. We'll either hang out there for the day or we'll come home, like relax, take a nap, and then go back and do like not even like a special dinner of any kind, but like just like appetizers, snacks, stuff like that, and then hang out and watch a sporting event or a movie or play games. Uh and as of late, a good friend of mine and co-host of uh, one of the original hosts of Hat Stats and Stats, Taylor, his dad, Tony, who is kind of like that crazy fun uncle that we all have. He throws a party at night called Get Sick of Your Family, Come Get Drunk With Me Christmas Party. So that's uh, that's become a thing that when I'm not either when I'm not exhausted from work or I'm not having to go into work, we'll uh, we'll make an appearance there and have a couple cocktails and enjoy. And, you know, then it really it's just because, like Chris, Christmas to me is almost the day after Christmas because the big one is Christmas Eve. Um, her family doesn't do a ton anymore. Like we like her cousins and stuff. I've all had kids of their own. So they do a big like family with kids Christmas. So like us and her family hang out in comfy pants and just eat snacks all day and hang out yeah definitely i we did the christmas eve and christmas type deal and parents were separated so we did that but normally after christmas was whatever money we got i don't know why it just seemed to be that tradition i think it's because once again we're so close to the border and like you said you have family that lived in canada the the boxing day tradition kind of of going out and spending your money or that's when that seems to be like what we did was just go out and buy more stuff and see what was on sale i think it was my mom and my grandmother always said it too was like the day after christmas is always the best because that way everything's on sale that they couldn't get rid of before that and not just the christmas stuff so that's what we would do is hit the malls and stuff like that or go to the the straggler aunts and uncles on my dad's side and we'd go to like right. their house and have dinner. But other than that, it was depending on who I was with. But that's pretty much what we did other than putting stuff together. And like you said, playing the game, playing video games or just playing with the toys that you have. As an adult now, it's kind of the same thing, even though my kids don't get a whole lot of money for Christmas. But we do go out. And now for me, actually, I got to say the day after my day after Christmas tradition is whatever my kids didn't take completely out of the box. 
on Christmas is her handing me it, going, here, we got to get this out of here, put this together. So I hate pretty much any toy that I got to put together as I sit there with a screwdriver and just screw after screw after screw. And they're always the littlest, tiniest things possible, and they just fall all over the floor. So that's pretty much my tradition now, is just putting together toys. And I used to love Legos. Now I hate Legos, because I cannot follow them. (laughs) Certain directions (laughs) get to me. I put together a Minecraft like play set for Lego for my son the one time and it just and I completely reversed the way that it was supposed to open up so I had to tear it all down put it all back (laughs) together it was it was horrible and it was like what it wasn't like the little like $20 ones it was like one of the bigger like $50 $70 ones oh no like ah 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 and then some of them were like stuck together so on his play set there was a couple of teeth marks where I had to like Fry it with my teeth, or pull out a flathead screwdriver, and like sticking butter knives in there, and everything else. But that's pretty much it. But then I think the big thing is after the whole kind of after Christmas is you get kind of that little layover, like you said, and then you get into you get into New Year's Eve. Did you do a lot of New Year's Eve stuff as a kid? Or uh, New Year's Eve as a kid was pretty low key at my house. Uh, it would always be trying to stay awake for the ball drop. Um, just some snacks and stuff and hanging out. Like my, my parents never hosted a big party. We never went to a big party. Um, one of the first like actual New Year's parties I remember going to was with, um, a kid that I met through martial arts and it was weird. It was like a family gathering that they allowed him to invite a friend over. So I was the only non family member there, which was a little weird. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just, it was interesting. It was cool, but you know, it was just kind of hanging out and again, snacks and video games and stuff and <clears throat> no different than what I would do at my house. Um, but then, you know, as you get older, there's, you know, different, um, like friends have people over or like when you're in high school and stuff and hanging out and like, I, you know, me and my friends, we weren't like that. We, like, we, we didn't drink in high school and I'm not saying that in, in an attempt to be a good role model. It's just a fact. Um, you know, it was just one of those things that like, I was always the person that was like, well, I don't want, like, I wanted to be a pro athlete. I wanted to play sports and, and, and athletes don't do that. You know, foolish young jazz. Um, and, uh, you know, so like we, we'd go and like, we, I, I remember like karaoke in this one girl's basement and, you know, being overshadowed by like three of us getting concussions because it was like, a basement that we fit in, but there was one part where like a support beam was lower. So like I was six foot and the, like the beam dropped down to, like five eleven. So like, I'd be standing there talking to somebody, I'd turn around and just dung, like rack my head about three times. And there was like a weird, like, uh, love triangle thing going on at the at the time like it, well, new year's eve has always been weird in my world man it's always been uh always been super interesting because like you know there were at the, at the rest of the one part there was like two or three of them going on so it was always like the you know if you knew about all of them you'd be like ooh, it was like a bad episode of friends like oh who's gonna kiss who at midnight like you know that type of thing and um you know and and then in college it, it gets more fun one of my best one of my favorite ones was uh we we drove back to fredonia and threw a party for new year's eve when the town was dead because it's new year's eve college is out right so everyone from out of the area is not there and the town is pretty quiet and then there was our one house like they like most of uh fredonia pd like didn't have like weren't working that night because it's not a big party night because it's not colleges in session and we threw a rager we threw an absolute rager in the town of fredonia which was great um and then new year's day has always just been like sit back kick your feet up and 
enjoy the hangover as best you can. My New Year's Eve experience are a little bit different. I, I kind of say a little bit different than yours. I remember going to a lot of New Year's Eve parties that uh, my mom's friends would have. And that was one of those things where, like you said, it was a basement. You would either, all the kids would be kind of like tossed in the basement and be like, here's your provisions. Fight it out if there's a problem. We're having a party tonight. And here's some video games and a TV. Just do what you guys do. Or we were always upstairs and pretty much the same thing. Like, here you are. Here's some food, some snacks, some drinks. Leave us alone. Or not until midnight if you can make it to that point. And then you can come downstairs and watch the ball drop. And then if you did make it to that point, you would watch the ball drop. If I was at my dad's house, we would always, you know, have a friend sleepover. It was my brother and I. So one of us would have a friend sleepover. And that is where my father taught us how to play poker, blackjack. So we always had... We always had chips, and the one year got real crazy, brought out his big jar of pennies and gave everybody a big pile of pennies, and that was uh, that was our, my first crazy gambling experience with money other than, a, <laughs> other than a football pool of watching your, even though it's pennies, watching your pennies slowly dwindle down as you're playing poker and blackjack, and you know, you're drinking... You're drinking the, hitting the grape soda and the Coca-Cola a little bit too hard because, you know, you're just losing at that point. Or Yeah, about to switch to the hard stuff, get get after the Yoo-Hoo. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> that was the first time where I was realizing, I was like, I don't ever want to gamble with money. Like, unless I know I'm 100% sure, I don't think I can ever do this. So, in a way, you could be like, well, why would he let his, you know, small children gamble? But in a way, it was a life lesson of, hey... Watch what you're doing. Money is precious. But that was another thing where it was just snacks, you know, drinks, everything else, just right from there. As high school got on, I was I was not I was not a good guy like Jaws. Not a good guy like Jaws. I dabbled in an alcoholic beverage or two once my junior year hit, and that was that was a little bit different. Uh, a great Christmas or a great. New Year's Eve story is I almost broke up my friend and his new girlfriend because I was a little intoxicated and nothing, nothing crazy like that, but she was not happy with me and they kind of got into a fight because do you remember when the Chris Jericho like silver shirts were like all the rage? Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So she came in. That, that was, that was the OG Y2J look, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. So she came in and she is wearing like those silver pants and a silver shirt like that. And I'm a little intoxicated. And when you go camping and you make a nice baked potato on the fire, you, you know, you wrap it up in the tinfoil. So I looked at her. Oh and, no. Tell me I, you called her a baked potato. I did call her. I looked <laughs> right at her. I said, you look like a baked potato. And it was done. It was not good. There was some fighting that night and my friend John was like, you, I know you're, you know you're a little under <laughs> two sheets to the wind and everything else, but you can't just go around calling people baked potatoes. I realize specifically but, women. Yes, yes, and especially new girlfriends that just come over to their house for like the first time. That was not a not a good thing. Right, referred to her as a baked potato, but that was. I think that would have to be the craziest time <laughs> that I got a little. I got a little bit too out of hand with that one. Oh man, I'm trying to think of there was uh I mean there there was a there was <laughs> this this is a good one. 
So uh, this is again, again, I mean, I'm I'm not going to even pretend to be, you know, someone to model your college career after by any means here. But uh, Austin, the stat man, a.k.a. the quote king from two of my shows, both uh, Hats, Stats and Stats and the producers, uh, we went to a friend of his girlfriend's for thank- Thanksgiving, Jesus, wrong holiday uh, for for New Year's. And me and him went on an unbelievable beer pong tear like it was like 30 we were like 35 and oh or something like that like every and any combination of people at the party were like oh like all right so like me and you have played okay no not like me and you play like and we just couldn't lose and the worst part was not only were we not losing but people weren't hitting a ton in the way of like cups on our side of the table so we just so decided to start side beering mixed drinks so i'm drinking a jack and coke while playing beer pong he's drinking a rum and coke while playing beer pong um i ended up more than intoxicated that night uh throwing up off their front porch and then coming clean to my friends the fact that i had been uh unceremoniously dismissed from college and i wasn't sure what i was going to do about it um i ended up not being dismissed from college so that was a good thing but uh it was definitely a weird night that night uh that was i think that was the year after the uh the party in fredonia uh like that, that i talked about um I mean, there's oh, there's so many good ones. I'm trying to think of a of a few more. Like you you threw me off with your baked potato comment. <laughs> I that's what that's what she looked like. Maybe I was a little hungry. <laughs> that's that's what it was. Like I could understand it was just the silver shirt, but it was silver like on top of silver. So it's right. baked potato. I've also I as I've gotten older, I realize I kind of got a knack for this as well. One of my good one of my well. Yeah, he's a pretty good friend. He's he's younger than me though, like by a lot of years. He's still in his twenties, pretty much mid twenties. He was posting on Facebook a picture of his girlfriend, and I always joke with him because he says he has two favorite football teams. So I put in a comment. I said, "You know, girlfriends aren't like football teams." And she saw it, and it was very bad. And he. I got. Like, Why would you say that? Why would you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think she would like break up with you or anything. I I chalk it up to being married for so long, where I just say stuff, and either <laughs> either we're gonna make up or I'm gonna get divorce papers, and I haven't gotten the divorce papers yet, so I'm still kind of pushing the boundaries on things on that. But well, and, and listen, you have to because at the end of the day, you, you got to know who you marry. Right. You got to know. So, oh, here's a good one. So there was a a, a fairly recent, like within the last, well, probably probably call like six years ago. uh, I had a we did a New Year's Eve party at my buddy's place. Uh, He was living with a friend of his at his house. And um, I I don't recall what his relationship status was. This was my first my first New Year's as a newly single bachelor in the world. Uh, I had been dating a girl for three years, and actually, this will step me into another great New Year's story with her, the girl I used to date. And so he's like, yeah, having a New Year's party. It'll be good. It'll be a great time, blah, blah, blah. So I went. We hung out. We got drunk. I uh, got a lot drunk, then got a little bit more drunk. And me and my buddy just ended up sitting, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we missed the ball drop, which the only reason... Like he was, he, I'm pretty sure he had a girlfriend at the time. The only reason that like he was okay was she got so drunk so fast. I think she was passed out by the ball drop. So we, me and him just ended up sitting outside, out front of out, like out in front of the garage, smoking a cigar, just talking through the new year. So like we heard everyone in the house like 10, 9, 8. And like we look like, 
huh, we're going to miss it. And we just sat there, just kept smoking cigars and talking. But uh, I ended up in a text conversation with a uh, a young female that night that ended up stemming into a relationship that is often mocked by my current girlfriend as, remember the time that you dated a girl who was not into guys? Oh, jeez. It's not true. She's definitely, she's not a lesbian. Um, if I, but she, she, I can't, I can't even say that because it's not okay. Um, if she put it this way, if she were to come out, I don't think anyone would be like, Oh my God, really? But she's not like, so, but my girlfriend likes rubbing that one in my face. I, I get like that. There was a kid we went to high school with and he was friends with my girlfriend at the time. And we like went out to like dinner or something. And he was like, I got to tell you guys something. I'm gay. And he, we were like, oh, yeah, we knew. And he was like, how did you, how did you know? And we were like, uh, well, newsflash. There were signs. Everybody kind of, <laughs> it wasn't the shocking thing. But I get what you're saying. I get, it's, it's the, it's the classic Ralphie May when you would talk about having a heart attack on stage. He was like, he's like, now listen, I'm a big guy. If I had a heart attack on stage, you wouldn't be shocked. You'd be sad, but you wouldn't be shocked. So right, I get what you're saying, but it's yeah, funny. So that was that that was definitely an interesting one. Um, and uh, coming, uh, I'm pretty sure me and my uh, my ex had back to back really bad New Year's. So like that was still a win in my world somehow. Yeah. We, oh man, I think I did so much as a young kid New Year's, like because there was always a party or something that we were going to, and then even there, even like now, I'm like just kind of over it. Now, when you stayed home as a kid. Was it always the Dick Clark Rocket New Year's Eve that your parents had on TV, or was it just regular TV until the ball dropped? I'm pretty sure it was just regular TV until the ball dropped. Like we'd, we'd find like movies or something to watch. Okay. Um, you know, if it was Saturday, we were walking watching uh, Walker Texas Ranger because I was obsessed with Chuck Norris as a kid. Uh, if you, if anyone is shocked by that, you obviously don't know me, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty much just general TV until. Uh, probably until like 11 ish, 11 30. And then they'd switch over to one of the specials. And, you know, now everybody does one. Now you, you, any channel you turn on, it's like, oh, countdown to New Year's. Like, oh, we're, we're playing a movie that we've timed out perfectly with commercials and stuff that the ball drops in this movie when the ball drops today. Like, oh, great, cool. Like, I like, I, I want to try, I think I might want to try it this year. The Die Hard Ball Drop. Yeah. That one I would be on board for. I really, like, I'm really, really really want to try that because that was the first time my wife ever watched die hard was like a new year's eve i bought it and i was like we're gonna watch this it's one of the greatest movies ever made and she was like this is horrible and i was <laughs> completely upset with her but i i keep her around she's a good she's a good woman so i gotta keep her around even though she doesn't enjoy die hard at all but how do you you know you have a you have a chuck norris connection to you right i do yes the wonderful wonderful master of the network matt johnson his uncle really? his uncle pat johnson trained with chuck norris well that's cool as all hell yeah his, i was i was in the chuck norris fan club when i was a kid i used to get like signed pictures and stuff sent to me yeah his, like his, derek best wishes chuck were they <laughs> were they really signed or was it just yes like, no it like and i i mean i could be wrong but back then it definitely well, looked like his writing with a sharpie well i mean you were probably what like 10 or so yeah, like so yeah Probably between like five and ten years old in that in that range. Okay, so anything with anything on there, you would have been like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, it could, it could have been my mom's handwriting for all I know. I don't know, but I was definitely in the Chuck Norris fan club. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want you want to hear about the back to back worst New Year's ever? Yeah. yeah, let's hear the worst ones. So same relationship, same girl. Um, 
It's a girl that I work with. And if you know what I do for a living, you can understand that the females in the field are pretty rough. And I don't mean that they look rough. They're just rough people. Like they're, they're tough. They're, well, you're in a rough line of work. Correct. Uh, I refer to myself on air as a date, as a day camp counselor. Uh, it's not quite day camp and I'm a little bit more than a counselor. But uh, I'm not going to really go too much more into detail on that. But the women in this in the field, um, if they're not typical looking, they are definitely just they're a little rough around the edges. You know, they, they can handle themselves. Right. So I'm, I'm <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. I'm <coughs> I'm dating this girl and she is um, she lives downtown. Now I'm from Buffalo. She lives in she lives down in downtown Buffalo. So I'm living with her. Uh, this is a two and a half year stint of my life that I live downtown. It'll be the only time I ever live downtown again. Um, and the first one we're we're spending it with her family. Her mom lived downstairs from us. Her sister came over with her niece and nephew, and we're playing those same kind of like penny gambling games that you were talking about earlier. And like not necessarily poker or blackjack, but just different types of games where like you kick in a penny for everything or two or three, whatever. And we're having a good time and I'm drinking a bottle of um, honey flavored whiskey and I'm just having a good time. And, you know, ball drops, New Year, Happy New Year, smooches, kisses, hugs all around. And then like, OK, well, we're going to take off. And, you know, her sister and her niece and nephew take off and her mom's like, well, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. So we go upstairs and, you know, I'm a good bottle of whiskey deep here. So I'm like, all right, we're going upstairs. Right. And I'm having a good night, having fun. And she looks at me and she and uh, one of her favorite things to do was to go into her office, which was up in the front of the house. And she would just play between like Bejeweled and Candy Crush and all these like games for hours. Like she she played every single one. Of, and she was good enough that she would go on stint, on stints where by the time she ran out of lives on one, she'd go to the next. And by the time she ran out of lives, she'd be almost full on the first one. So she'd play the next one and then she would just keep rotating the three and it would take up three, four, five hour chunks of her time. So she's like, oh, I'm going to go up front and play my games. And I was like, really? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, I I mean, it's New Year's. I figured we'd hang out maybe watch a movie, you know, <laughs> ring in the new year. Dude, she lost her mind on me absolutely uncorked on me that night about like i i can't believe that you would say that you know, you know I, i'm just a hold a pl-. i'm like whoa <laughs> hold on a yeah. second like i it's that's not even the crudest joke i could have made yeah i i actually uh one of the weirdest new years was my my she wasn't my wife at the time i don't even think we were going we were probably going out for like serious kind of for like a month Okay. And we went to a New Year's party, and this kid that I knew, he wasn't. Did you ever like know somebody that was like a friend of, like a friend of a friend of yours, but you kind of knew him, but he was more of an acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the way this kid was, and he was actually trying to pick up my girlfriend, or well, now my wife at the time, and I just remember being super irritated with that, and I think, uh, why? Uh, Okay, well, <laughs> I think it was because of this one night separate. I think it was payback. This is the only thing that I could process in my head. I've talked to my friend Dave about this, too, because he was also at the party. And the only thing we could think of is one night my friend's girlfriend brought one of her friends out for him, okay? Because he just broke up with his girlfriend. So they were like, oh, we're going to try and, you know, maybe hook him up, and then that way he feels better. So we're we're at the bar. And it's just me and my friend Dave. My my friend Dave. I'm not even. No, I'm not even gonna get into that part because 
that I would be uh, disclosing things. So, <laughs> so my my friend Dave and I, we're just we're just there. We're just out, okay. And we're talking to this girl more than he is, okay. So we're talking to her, and she's and he's buying her drinks, and we're just talking, and he's like not getting anywhere with it. So I was like, I really don't want anything to do with her, and my friend Dave took her home that night as you said to ring in the new year but it was a new year but the girl was there for him so i think he was trying to pay us back for what we what we did but it wasn't like our choice it wasn't like we went up to this girl and talked to her and did these things like we were at the bar she sat in between us pretty much while he was off playing pool the kid that tried to like pick up my wife well my now wife at that at that party so i think it was a payback thing but i didn't do it so but <laughs> my wife at that time wasn't having anything to do with with that guy but that was the only right. thing that i could that i could think of of why you would do it but that was probably one of the weirdest ones because i'm with this girl that i've only been with two months and then like here's this guy just trying to pick her up and i'm like what is what is wrong with you Right. And I was well prepared. I was well prepared because one of my first dates with my wife now was a Marine Corps ball. And if you've ever been to a Marine Corps ball and you bring a girl in there, um, unless she has a ring and she is married, most Marines just look at like that as you just, as they're all dogs and you just brought a bow into the right. house. And they're like, well, that's free. We can go for it. So I knew how to fend it off in a way without having to resort to violence at that point. So that was like probably the weirdest New Year's I've ever had was actually like most of the time I was, oh no, this is, I was just a little bit newly single. And then all of a sudden I have this girl with me and now I'm like fighting off, like not fighting, but like, why are you trying to do this when obviously she doesn't want anything to do with it? It was just... It was just a very weird and awkward situation. Most of the time, right? This is, this is nothing. Have you ever partied all New Year's, Eve, New Year's Eve and then had to wake up and go to work in the morning? I did that. That was probably one of my worst ones. I've I've done it. Uh, I don't recommend it. Um, more in my younger years. Um, I don't remember exactly what I had to do because, like, the baseball place was always closed for the holiday, and but I, I think we were like, I think we were closed for the weekend. But on Monday morning, like they were having the lights replaced. So we had to like take the nets down. So my buddy was like, listen, this is going to take a while. We've got to, we got to start early. So like we were out to like three thirty, four o'clock. And then he was like, I'll see you at eight 30 to start with these nets. And like, I want to get done because I have plans at night. And I'm like, so I walk in there and I'm just like, oh yeah, man, you're driving the lift. <laughs> it was, it was pretty rough, but I did, uh, I did that. It wasn't as. It was at like Burger King. I think I was not, I wasn't even 21, but I stayed up all night partying at this party. It was at my then girlfriend, at that time girlfriend's house. And her dad was like out doing something. And we had a party there. And then I fell asleep. And then I had to like get up and I had to be like, to, it was Burger King. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but I had to get up and go to Burger King at like six o'clock in the morning to open. Ugh. To make some croissant witches, and I'm, and when I'm hungover, I'm kind of, I'm one of those people that need greasy food. 
Oh, God, yeah. Or my stomach. So I'm like making these like croissant witches going, if I just, if I just eat one, do you think they'll get mad at me? Cause I was like, I really don't want to pay for this nasty Burger King food at this point. Like, right. I don't want to do it. I'm like, but, you, but you need it. You can call it as nat. You can call it nasty all you want, but you, but you need it. Like your body craves it to survive. Oh, it was, it wasn't. I'm like, cause I never liked the Burger King sausage until that point. Cause they deep fry it. So, but I saw it go in there and then I saw it get out and like the, the f- like deep fried fat just coming off it. I'm like, you know what? That would be so good right now in my stomach. I just feel like <laughs> I wouldn't have to puke right now. Like even if I could just dip a cup in the fryer and just drink that, it would be wonderful at this point. But that was probably the worst I've ever, I've ever been on New Year's Eve. Like just going in there and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. And you're just hoping like nobody comes by. And I, I got lucky. I got with a decent manager who was a mother and she had like, she raised teenagers. So she kind of knew what she was walking into. So that was really awesome. Like we weren't allowed to like, just go sit somewhere, but if we were leaning or not really doing anything, she didn't really care until like a customer came through, but you just prayed that no customer came through. Cause you were like, I don't right. make you anything. I don't want to make an egg. I don't want to make a sausage. I don't want to do nothing at all. I just want to go home and fall asleep and eat something disgustingly and greasy. Yep. Yeah, that was, uh, I can't say I blame you on it. I can't. I just remember it being so just like, oh, I don't want to do this. I drank way too much. And it was one of those nights, too, where I was like, I knew I had to go, but I didn't, like, you ever got to wake up early somewhere, but you're kind of, like, staying up late where you're like, well, if I go to sleep now, I can get two hours of sleep. And that's kind of how I was doing with drinks. Like, if I have a couple of beers earlier, I'll be okay in the morning. And then it turned into, well, I'll have a couple more beers. Or or a friend would come in and be like, hey, you going to drink anymore? And you're like, yeah, I'm going to have another beer. Like, I was trying to do the responsible thing at, like, 18, 19 years old. But an 18 year, 19 year old is going to do what an 18, 19 year old does. And it was just like, I thought I was absolute Superman. And I know if I did that today, <laughs> um, you would, you would definitely find an obituary for me or me hugging the toilet 100% because the way that so I felt today was absolutely horrible. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I can still get away with packing a few away. Um, you know, I, I like to, I like to tell people that, and this has caused more fights in my life than I've ever, I ever thought it would. Like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, we're going to go out and have a beer. Oh, we're going to go out and have a drink. And for some reason, people assume like, oh, after we're done with X today, we're going to go have a drink means I'm literally going to walk in, demand my beverage, drink it at a steady and swift pace. And the second I am done, I am walking out the door and on my way home. And this is this is for if we have any female listeners out there, if your husband says, I'm going to go have a drink after the game, after work, after whatever, he means two or three. He's going to be gone a couple hours and he's probably not. I OK, I personally am never up. I'm not up to anything nefarious there. I'm going to have a beer or two with the boys. It'd be two to three hours. going to have a few beers. I'm going to come home probably with a little buzz. I'll be in a great mood. Just let it go. Let it be. It's fine. But no. What? Oh, you said you were going to have a beer, a drink. Like, no, we're going to go have a drink. 
Should I say, we're going to go have some drinks? Should I predicate with, we're going to go get absolutely schnockered so when I come home with just a buzz, you feel better about it? Like, what? Come on. Yeah, go have a drink. Like, oh. Used to so have, frustrating. We used to have to do mandatory fun in the Marine Corps. Ooh. It was, I, I swear on the Bible, there's times where they were like, you guys can go home, but you can't go home because we have to go over to such and such a place and we're going to go drink. And it was called, it was literally labeled as not by Marine Corps standards, but in the lingo as mandatory fun. So if you weren't there, it wasn't like you going out with your friends after work where it's like, hey, you know, they rag on you. No, you were like, Okay, you didn't go there last night, or you didn't stay this X amount of time. So we are going to make sure that you understand that mandatory fun is mandatory fun. Uh, it, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it probably was one of the greatest things ever because I watched a man eat a whole ice cream cake in one scene, sitting while drinking beer, and he didn't puke. It was probably one of the highlights of my life there. <laughs> that sounds like something I want to try. Oh my goodness. It was like a whole cake and he's just sitting there eating it. And I'm just like, I've gone through boot camp. I'm maybe a month in, out, month or two out of boot camp. So to see a man just like eat cake, I'm like, you, you, you do this here? Is this like acceptable? It was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. It was, it was crazy. That was, oh. that, but. Like I said, nowadays, when it comes to New Year's Eve, it's maybe I'll stay up. I try to. Uh, snacks and stuff for the kids. Kind of more or less what probably what your parents did for you. You know, snacks, stuff like that. Watch a movie or two. No Walker, Texas Ranger. Sorry. No. That's even upsetting. Though, even though he is a great role model. A great role model. He is Although... He he gave me unrealistic expectations of my abilities as a martial artist where, like, I now understand I could not drop kick through a windshield of a truck moving at 60 miles an hour. Um, but Walker could. Yeah. And he's been around forever. You know, there was Chuck Norris oh. toys, right? In the 80s. There was what? There was Chuck Norris toys in the early to mid 80s. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. The karate commandos. I forgot they were called that. <laughs> Mandos with a K, too. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and let's be honest, somebody stopped short of the gigantic snafu of calling them kids karate commandos, all yeah. with Ks. Jeez. That's the Oh, one. boy. That's, that's definitely not how you draw it up. No. no. That's like the Simpsons episode with the crusty comedy classic. Yep. Oh, and he's like, oh, boy, we're going to get sued for this one. This is not good. <laughs> uh, do you ever have any, what? did you ever have any, like, drinking, like, favorite drinking games for nights like New Year's? Uh, we did, we did beer pong. And I was a beer pong legend in my day. We were, we really wanted to do, but there was, there's never any, like, not too many basketball games on. We wanted to do the Patrick Ewing drinking game, like towards the end of his career. Okay. Where once the other team shoots the ball, we had it all planned out, but then we found out that there was no game. And 
you know, once the other team shoots the ball, that's when you start drinking and you can't stop drinking until Patrick Ewing hits the gets back set on defense. Or like the super <laughs> yeah, play for the supersonics. Supersonics shoot the ball and then you couldn't stop drinking until Patrick Patrick Ewing got set back on defense. And we really oh wanted God. to because we wanted to see if we would die. We tried the power hour once, that didn't end up good for anybody. Power hours were a good time. Oh, we I used tried. to do those. We did those. For those playing the home game, the power hour is a shot of beer every minute for 60 minutes. Yes. Uh, I believe I believe it's either four or six beers, but when you take them in shot form over the course of an hour, it, 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 hits, you, it hits you pretty quick. It hits you. It hits you hard. New Year's is where I first found out that tequila is not any good either. I love tequila. My- and I'm a tequila no chaser guy. No, no salt, no lime. Oh, so you're... I just... Raw, I, I raw dog yeah, like because listen, sometimes when you go through certain spats of your life where you hate yourself, you torture yourself, and then it becomes fun. That's where therapy comes involved. That's so awesome, though. My friend did give me a beer mug one year for Christmas. That's a it had Homer on it. It's a two alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Absolutely. But that's when we first did it. We this was at my friend's house. I was of age at this point, and his dad would, like, his mother was a little bit more reserved, but his dad was one of those dads that were, like, when we were younger, was like, if you guys are going to drink, I'd rather have you drink here. And then he would make us snacks throughout the night, too. And then Absolutely. I, and so it was really great going over the drink, but he had, a, he had a bottle of tequila. And they were like, do you know how to do this? And I'm like, no, it's something with salt and lime. And they showed me how to do it. And I was like, this is absolutely amazing. I've never done tequila without a chaser. So Jaws is a better man than me there. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm better. I think I'm just more damaged. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I would do that. And I was like, this is absolutely amazing. And then that was one of those mornings where I was like, tequila bad. But then you go right back to it, and you're like, ah, but you feel so powerful doing it. And then all of a sudden, it's tequila bad. But uh-huh. that was one of my first ones. I think I was about two or three beers in, and then I started doing tequila. And then it was, that's all I did for the rest of the night was tequila shots. And I killed a bottle. And then I was like, you know that you like pretty much killed that bottle. I pretty much killed it. He's like, do you know you pretty much killed that bottle? I was like, dude, I am so sorry. He's like, no, my dad's okay with it. He thought it was pretty cool. He's like, my mom's mad, but she'll get over it. <laughs> That's great. That was uh, my first time doing that was a bottle of Patron. Jeez. Yeah. Got a, got a little squirrely with a bottle of Patron one night in, in college. And my friends looked at me and they were like, guy, and, and that was the night that I, I was drinking with a purpose. Um, you know, there was a, there was a girl, which, you know, is a fairly standard thing in my life. There's, you know, there was a girl that I had a thing for, and it was an on again, off again, friendship, crush, dual crush, relationship, whatever the hell you want to call it. And uh, this was a girl that, like, I mean, she was like my first girlfriend. And then, like, I, we were freshmen in high school. And then um, I, I, I think she was kind of taken, like, she went to a different school than me. So I went to Lancaster, she went to Clarence. And uh, I think she was taking some crap on that about like, oh, you're dating a guy that you don't don't even get to see all that often. And, you know, so we ended up breaking up, but we kept the friendship going. Then we were going to start dating again. And then she went on a two week vacation and met some douchebag from the Adirondacks. And, you know, then we 
started talking again and then we didn't that we did that we did that we didn't and then uh we she actually was a date to one of my cousin's weddings um and that that you can take that in both ways i have multiple cousins who have been married and this cousin has been married more than once so uh take that both ways and it was one of those things like i asked her to go and she she was like adamant about like no this is going to be like this is just as friends like don't expect anything like don't you know like we're going to a wedding as friends like sure great and like so I like prepped myself for that. And, like we danced to a couple songs and stuff. And then like I took her home, dropped her off and everything. And like we started talking the one day, like probably two weeks later. And she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, I kind of like I wanted a date last night. I'm like, the hell, I thought you said like you weren't looking for a relationship out of anybody or anything. And she's like, well, I mean, it really wasn't. But like, that's kind of because I was waiting to see like what happened at the wedding with you. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, like and we talked. She's like, yeah, I thought like you would make a move if you were interested. And then. You know, so I like I, I ended up thinking like, oh, I don't think he's interested in me like that. I was like, I absolutely was like, what the hell? You told me we are just going as friends. Don't expect anything. Don't do anything. And she's like, well, yeah. But then like partway through the night, I was like, oh, like I could totally see like us dating again and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? So now she's got a new bo- like a new boyfriend who, by the way, looks like me, which is another trope of my life that I absolutely cannot stand. But uh, so <laughs> that night I went and I'm like. I walked into the local the local liquor store and I looked at the guy behind the counter and I said, I'm drinking to forget tonight. What should I drink? And he just doesn't say a word, just puts a big bottle of Patron down in front of me. And I said, that'll work. And I don't remember much else that night, but I remember drinking to forget. Awesome. Sometimes you have to. I was a college kid. I can't afford salt and limes. <laughs> did you, I was uh, lucky I could afford Patron. Yeah. How did you afford Patron? I had a job. I was I refereed a lot of broomball games for that bottle of Patron. <laughs> did your uh, so New Year's like kind of goes with the New Year's Eve and drinking thing? Is has your beer choices evolved? Because I know ours has definitely like my friends and I have definitely. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So I mean, in college and stuff, it was anything you could get your hands on, especially my first couple of years at Ball State. Uh, it was Keystone. It was Keystone Light. It was Keystone Ice. It was Old Milwaukee. Uh, when I was in Fredonia, they used to sell 30 racks of something called Beer 30 for like eight ninety nine. Um, And over time, I especially with becoming friends with uh, one of my one of my best friends, uh, Taylor, again, another OG from uh, Hats, Stats and Stats. He's a bartender. So he grew up in like his dad's a bartender. He's just He's been around it a lot, and he was that guy who, after a while, was like, I just can't do beer. So he was the one that started introducing me to different liquors. Um, my go-to now is either bourbon or whiskey. Um, I love the Jim Beams. I love, like, the, you know, Red Stag is one of my favorite things. They now do vanilla, orange, stuff like that. And there's snobs out there like, Ugh, don't fruit the beer, bro. I'll fight you. I don't care. Shut up. Just because you drink whiskey that doesn't have anything in it. Does it make you better than me? It actually makes you kind of a snob, you jackass. Let's do shots of tequila. Find out who the real man is. Anyway, that's I me. digress. That's me. That's, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I won't drink any of that stuff but the whiskey. I was like, oh, I don't want the honey stuff. I just want. But see, like the, the honey and the peanut butter stuff, I drink straight on the rocks um, as a nice little sip in whiskey. You know, Red Stag, I'll either sip on the rocks or, you know, I'll mix it if I want to, if I'm just more hanging out a little bit more, you know, socially we'll say um stuff like that you know and, and i do do beer during the summer after baseball games and it really beer is just beer to me at this point i really don't care but uh 
yeah, it's definitely a uh, it's definitely an interesting uh, an interesting thing to see how much it's changed because it, it went it went from literally anything with an alcohol content to now like I'm, I I get annoyed when I go to people's houses and they're like, oh, we've got IPAs. Ew, ew, gross. You, you don't invite people to your house only having IPA in the fridge. I, I'd figure it out. That's that one that tastes like dirt, right? Yeah. I learned that. It tastes like dirt. <laughs> yeah, IPA tastes like crap. If you like IPA, I, I just assume that you're a robot because you drunk like drinking oil. Yeah, I'm very... When it comes to beers, we went from like Stroh's, Keystone, your Natty Ices. I used to drink uh, Miller Magnum's 40s. Ooh. And my friends used to make fun of me, but they were buying six packs to pregame, and I only had to spend a dollar ninety nine on forty ounces, and it worked wonders because you got to drink it quick because it's gonna get it's gonna get nasty quick. But yeah, that was like the pregame. But as you would go to a party, it would turn into more. Uh, uh, I became a big fan of like Miller Genuine Draft. Any Miller products, pretty much, was like my go-to. But as I've gotten older, it's like uh, it, the the craziest thing I'll drink is pretty much like beer-wise. If I want a beer, is Blue Moon or like Shock Top. Ooh, that's see, that's a good like dinner beer. Like you give me some good like barbecue or something. Like yeah, well yeah, sign me up. I'm in Texas. I did. Go, we did go to Duff's and. Here, there's a Duff's here. If you've never Ooh. been to Duff's, it's a great chicken wing place located in western New York, and there is also one in South Lake, Texas. And we went to one here, and the lady completely nailed us because as we're ordering, I minute I sat down, and she was like, what would you like to drink? I was like, Molson Canadian. And then we ordered like a, like three orders of pizza logs and a bunch of wings, and she looked at us because, are you guys from Buffalo? And we're like, uh, close enough to it. Now just go get me. Dern tootin' we are. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, because only people from Buffalo order order Molson and stuff like that. I'm like, that's because it's absolutely delicious, and people down here need to drink more of it. Right. I'll tell you what, man, I have one really good, really just trash beer story for you. And then I, I think this has got to be the one to end on. Yes. Um, so me and you'll you'll find that a lot of my my drunken stories, especially later in life, uh, stem around my buddy Taylor. Again, co-host of Hats, Stats and Stats. And we played a lot of sports together. We played football together. We played baseball together. Um you know, he we instituted the cooler rule, which was one of the best things we ever did to our baseball team. If you got the if you made the last out of the game, you had to not only bring beer to the next one. We had a team cooler that you had to take home, which meant you had to wait till we were done drinking after the game to take the cooler home and bring it back full for the next one, uh, which was always fun for everybody. And we found our one of our very first years playing together we were 20 turning 21 so we had just turned 21 prior to like the start of the season and we were on a 21 and under wood bat team so we were the two of the three oldest guys in the team so we would show up to games and like well i worked all day doing ground screw i was you know beat up and bloody and dirty and muddy and sore and he was working uh doing paving and blacktopping at the time so he was even more beat up than i was so we'd grab 800 milligrams of Motrin, and a lot of times it was whatever's in, you know, whatever we had in my Saturn SC2 at the time, which was usually 
part of a case of beer in my like in the in the trunk so it was warm so we do a warm like a warm keystone and 800 milligrams to prime the pump for the game or whatever and one day we found this magic in a can and by magic it was very blatantly it tasted like sharpie um called hurricane high gravity it was like 11.2 percent alcohol by volume and it only came in 22s so the one day we grabbed a couple of these Got we were, we were on our way out to Springville to play, which is about, I don't know, like a 40 minute drive. And so we drove out there only to find out that the game that we thought was at six was at eight under the lights. So we ended up finding the stuff because we found somewhere to go to buy alcohol. We got two or three cans of this each and we sat there in lawn chairs drinking Hurricane High Gravity um, and realized a can and a half in just how buzzed we were and we're like oh it's gonna be a good game played out of our minds because that was that's what we did well this girl that i knew in college had an affinity for crap beer she loved keystone she like no matter what the crap beer was she loved it right so i just happened to shoot her a text I was like hey i found this crap beer you're gonna love it so she's like all right i'll tell you what she goes let's hang out one of these nights so she came over to my parents house because i was living at home at the time because again i was 21 um and she's like I'll come over, you know, grab a few and we'll drink and watch a movie or whatever. We got about one and a half of these things in each and we ended up like ignoring the movie, the original Netflix and chill. We hooked up on my parents' basement floor and while everything was said and done, like I look at her, I'm like, this is a lot of fun. We should do this more often. And she's, she like giggled and was like, yeah, I agree. I'm like, want to be my girlfriend? And she was like, sure. So we actually had a lengthy on and off two and a half year relationship based on craft beer and having sex on the floor. Which is just something that became part of just what we did in our relationship. <laughs> that is, she's now ha- she's now happily married to someone else. I can't imagine why that one didn't work. I was going to say that's not something you want to base a relationship on. In college, it absolutely. Oh, is. in college, yeah. Like looking back at a, as a twenty-one-year-old, that is like the perfect basis of a relationship. Sure is. Now you're like, no, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. You mean you don't want to meet your future wife at a town bar, drunk off her ass at 3 a.m.? No. no. Come on, man. That, that lazy eye is really cute. That is something that I definitely want to, I would definitely stay away from. Well, thank you for coming on and telling me some wonderful stories and sharing with, you know, your traditions of after Christmas, New Year's, and like I said, some great stories as well. And Tell everybody about your podcast. I know you got, what, four or five of them now that you do, and they're all one. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm i the, ma- the main the main guy on Hat Stats and Stats podcast. Uh, it is a Buffalo-centric pro sports podcast. We're very football-heavy this time of year, but we do all sports all year long. Uh, that drops every Wednesday. Uh, I am one of the two guys. It's uh, myself under the name of the Nightmare and my good buddy Rotten Jack Gene Williams do common debauchery which is kind of similar to let's talk but no politics it's just a podcast about nothing uh we we just kind of pick a topic and talk about it uh, whether it's pop culture not pop culture um we're actually looking for ideas to do a live episode because we're on episode i believe we're coming up to episode 50 uh so we wanted to do something special but i think we've dropped the ball here because uh, we're supposed to record tonight we don't have a topic we don't have a live thing but uh, find common debauchery. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we talk about a lot of stupid, crazy, fun stuff on that one. So, uh, we've got that. 
Uh, me and Austin, who also helps me out on Hats, Tats, and Stats, do the Producers, which is just basically a movie podcast. We pick a movie, we talk about it, we quote it, and then we give our uh, our take on whether or not it, w- it would be made in 2021 or not. And uh, we kind of give it a rating on our own little rating system. And then I am the solo host of a show called Tip of the Cap Podcast. It is a local prep high school and college baseball podcast based in Western New York. Um, I'm kind of taking a break from that one recently just because it's just it's kind of a dead season for all that right now. And I just need some time to myself. And my newest venture is I me and the boys from Hats, Tats and Stats with some help from time to time with uh, from guys like our our main man, our head guy in charge, Matt Johnson. Uh, I have a five day a week from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, online radio show called Shot Takes, powered by Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast uh, that is on the Can You Dig Sports radio network. Uh, it, again, airs Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can check that out uh, on myjukeboxradio.com, I believe it's called, or on the MyTuner app. Uh, let me just make sure that I got that. Make sure I got that website right for you guys if you really would check it out. Of course, my Internet's not working. Why, why would my Internet want to work right now? So dumb. Maybe it's the Jukebox Radio. Sure, let's try that. Maybe maybe the internet's not working because I got the address wrong. That's it. The Jukebox Radio. Uh, click on Can You Dig Sports and mash play on that thing. And uh, you'll find me Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I also do the uh, like a five-minute sports headline section uh, session throughout the day. Uh, so you can check that out over there. And, oh, I'm also a host of discussion topics on the two-point conversation. I forget about that one, but I, I enjoy doing that with Matt every uh, every Wednesday. So. I knew there was. I knew there was more. I knew. I just knew that's what happened. <laughs> I back away from the mic at that point because I could probably like go clean my house. That's why I, I love it. I love it though that there's just so much going on. And once again, thank you for coming on. And remember to check out new episodes of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also check out bonus episodes every friday at 7 p.m eastern on the helium radio network and go check out the let's talk with no politics okay youtube channel for some great let's plays where i just sit down and i don't know pick up a random video game and sometimes my kids are there with me to play and also go check out the facebook page as well and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good